You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And here we go. Grant Napier on Listen Up. How are you doing this afternoon if you're on the West Coast or early this evening on the East Coast, it is great to have you here. Always love taking your phone calls. You know how it works. You hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will get uh, right on. Another embarrassing loss for the Sacramento Kings last night as they are now 14 games under 500, and they are right near the basement of the Western Conference and have turned into one of the worst teams uh, in the NBA. Uh, I'm going to spend my podcast tomorrow talking about this, and I'm also going to let you listen to a video that De'Aaron Fox made on the Players' Tribune back in 2018. And I want you to listen once again to this video and then let me know if that's what you're getting as a fan of the uh, Sacramento Kings. So, you know, that's something that I'm going to talk about on my podcast tomorrow. I'm also going to talk about a story that's been going around the internet about the Kings TV announcer, Mark Jones, uh, and of course uh, at ESPN for his just ridiculous, absurd, callous tweets on social media. So we're going to do that tomorrow on my podcast. Today we got Ben Roethlisberger announcing that he's done after 18 years. We can still follow up on the Hall of Fame vote in baseball. We can look ahead to Sunday's games. We got all of that, plus your phone calls. All you need to do is raise your hand, and once you do, I will put you up on stage with me, and you can come on. It's really that simple, just like Eli now. Eli, I'm going to let you get in early here, man. I appreciate you uh, hitting that uh, little hand icon. What can I do for you? Hey, Grant. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. I've been a big fan for many years. I'll never forget you uh, gave me free tickets to a game eight years ago when I called on called your show, so thanks oh, wow. so much for that. <laughs> My pleasure. Go ahead. Yeah. happy so, to do it. So- yeah, no problem. So I, I got a two-part question for you, actually. So first part of my question is, when you broadcasted for the Kings, to what extent did you feel like maybe you knew things deep down weren't going well, but you, your job kind of forced you to kind of sweeten the way things were going to make it maybe sound like it was better than it was? Did you feel like well, you had to do that's that? That's a great, great question. There's two answers to this question. When I was doing the games on TV, it was different than I was doing my radio show because they were two separate jobs. So as the TV announcer of the Kings, my job was to announce the game and do the play-by-play. However, with that being said, uh, I felt that it would have hurt my credibility to sugarcoat horrible performances, and I tried not to do that. Now, did I kill the team on TV? No. Uh, Are there times when it would have been justifiable? Yes, but 
I was getting paid by the Kings. And after all, I was the local announcer for the team. But I was critical at times. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I used to get complaints that I was too critical at times. But, you know, I've always said this, Eli. Fans are not stupid. The fans right. that are watching a game can see when things aren't going well and a team isn't playing hard, doesn't have effort, is playing poor defense. And if I'm on TV stating the opposite, I'm going to lose my credibility. So you can't lie to the fans. But did I go out of my way? Maybe not on TV. But when I was on radio, a talk show, it's a different format, and you can be more opinionated. Whereas when you do a game on TV, your job is really not to be opinionated. It's to announce the play-by-play. Okay, yeah, that makes complete sense. And then the second part of my question, if I could, maybe a little bit blunt, and um, I'm sure you've had a lot of time to think about this, and I, like many others, was completely outraged at how the Kings treated you in the past year and a half. So do you at this point, especially considering how awful things are going, do you just kind of feel like, you know what, good riddance. Like, I'm glad I'm just hanging out in Florida and having a good time and not dealing with this nonsense. No, no, I don't feel that at all. Uh, I miss my job greatly. Uh, I'm, You know, it's interesting you bring that up. Yeah. I was having dinner last night with uh, one of my best friends. He's the president of hockey operations for the Vegas Golden Knights. They're playing the Florida Panthers tonight. Oh, nice. And so we were at dinner, and we were talking about all of this. And we were talking about my pending lawsuit. And right. I said, you know, he said, you, you, you know, he, we, we won't share too many details. But I said to him, I go, you know. I go, I think I should win my lawsuit. I hope I win my lawsuit. But even if I do win my lawsuit, it doesn't give me my career back. My career Mm. was taken away because I said all lives matter, every single one on social media. And uh, so, like, am I glad that I'm not part of this mess? No, I'm not glad because I love announcing live sporting events and the NBA. And I Mm. miss it a lot. So even though the team is 18 and 32, even though they have had embarrassing loss after embarrassing loss, I mean, not to sound self-serving here, but other than Ralph Lawler, who retired two years ago as the TV longtime voice of the Clippers, nobody's had more experience in the NBA of announcing losing basketball than I have. So (laughs) no, I'm serious. So no, you're, I I get that. Yeah. You know, and so it, it, it never really, listen, Eli, would I have rather, announced for a good team like when the kings were in the early 2000s hell yeah is it mm-hmm. is it more enjoyable yeah yes because the the energy and the buildings is great and the games are great um, but my job is to announce the game and so am i glad that i'm in florida and i'm away from the as you said i think you said mess no i'm yeah. not no i'm not I, I feel like i was robbed of a career uh, i feel i had a career taken away unfairly and so, no, I'm not happy at all. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's exactly right. Well, you're the best of the best. And I hope we hear, hear you on the airwaves again sometime. Thank you. I really appreciate you uh, calling. That's great stuff. Really good. Take call. care. Thank you. That's a great way to start off the show. I've always said you can ask me anything you want about how I look at things. You know, it's funny. Eli asked a very good question because I often get that comment on my social media platforms and particularly on YouTube. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, I'm not glad that I'm not part of it. I mean, I did it for 32 years. I mean, outside of my family, it was my life, you know? So I, I understand why 
people may think that, but no, not at all. Not at all. I, I miss my career uh, a lot. And I think most people would be able to, I would hope, uh, appreciate that. All right. Hey, if you want to get in on the show, uh, hit your hand icon and we will do it. Ben Roethlisberger, done after 18 years. First ballot Hall of Famer. You put Ben Roethlisberger, first ballot Hall of Famer. I do. I absolutely do. I definitely do. Do you think that he will get in as a first ballot Hall of Famer five years from now? And if not, why would you think that? Why would he not get in as a first ballot Hall of Famer? So, I mean, what the guy has done, uh, brilliant career. Absolutely. Incredible career. All right? Um, You know, you look at the National Football League right now, and this is really interesting, but let's just say, let's just say for conversation that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers don't play anymore. And last year, you had Drew Brees, correct? He retired. And now you think about Joe Burrow. You think about, you know, he's only in his second year. You think about Patrick Mahomes. You think about Josh Allen. And you think about Justin Herbert. And there might be some others on the list, but those are the ones that I'm picking out. Especially Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. This league's in great shape at the quarterback position. I mean, it really is. And I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be good or Zach Wilson or, you know, even Trey Lance. I mean, I, I don't know. Or Justin Fields. You know what? The league's in really good shape at the quarterback position. They really are. They are in really good shape at the quarterback position. Hey, if you want to raise your hand and come on stage, we'll do it. Again, tomorrow's podcast, I talk about the Kings and I talk about everything. Absolutely everything. I'll let you listen to De'Aaron Fox from 2018 on the Players' Tribune. And you can be the judge for yourself. All I know is, you know, I get asked this all the time, are the Kings tanking? They're not intentionally tanking because the players don't care about that. But you have eyes just like I do. It certainly does not look like this team cares about being on the court. Can we agree on that? And if they do, it's too infrequent. It's too infrequent. You know, I did my rant today on the comments that Jeff Van Gundy made last night in the Knicks-Miami game. And if you weren't with me yesterday, it was kind of funny. I was doing my rant yesterday morning, and somebody yelled out, Grant's rant! And I finished, and I looked down at the walkway, and there's Jeff Van Gundy. And I was like, wow, you know? And he's like, yeah, I watch your rants all the time, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, I haven't seen... Gosh, I can't remember the last time I saw Jeff Van Gundy. Last time I talked to Jeff was in May 
of 2020 on the radio in Sacramento, right in the height of the pandemic, or what we thought was the height of the pandemic. And that's the last time I talked with Jeff. But anyway, he had some very interesting comments, you know, uh, relating to the Knicks. And I did my rant on it this morning because I'm like, wow, that sounds like he's talking about the Kings. And he basically said insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And haven't the Kings been doing the same thing over and over again? Fire general managers, fire coach, fire your coach, fire your general manager, right? Same players as last year, right? Pretty much, pretty much the same team as last year. You add Mitchell in the draft. Why would you think you're going to be better? Like, why? Because you add Davion Mitchell? Like, that's going to really make you that much better? That doesn't make sense to me. And then you have the trade deadline that's coming up on February 10th. By the way, if there's major trades at any time, uh, make sure you just check it out on my social media and right here on Listen Up because I'll come on and do a, a, a very impromptu show. Very impromptu, all right? That's the great thing about this app. I can come on and do it whenever I want. So, you know, we can always do that as well, all right? We can always do that. Uh, I think the Kings are going to have a tough time making that type of, what do you call it, blockbuster trade? I don't think there's going to be a uh, blockbuster trade. Like I, that part, uh, yeah, I, I don't see that, you know? I think I think that's unrealistic uh, to think that that's going to happen. You know, I, I don't see that. I really don't. I think that's unrealistic. All right, again, if you want to uh, get in on the program today, uh, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll do it. We'll do it. All right? I want to hear from you. All right, good call to start off the show from Eli. That was a very good question, by the way. Like, because the team is so bad, am I glad that I'm not doing the games anymore? No, I'm not glad that I'm not doing the games anymore. <laughs> but I do, I find that to be a, an interesting question because I see it, you know, quite often on uh, social media uh, platforms. All right, let's get to some more phone calls. We got a couple people waiting. Let's get to E-Train first. E-Train, you'll go first. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, Grant. Uh, I saw a rumor on ESPN that uh, Philadelphia might be interested in picking up James Harden. I guess I just don't understand why they would want Harden in the first place. I'm with you. I don't know why anybody would want James Harden. I, I, I don't know why any team would want James Harden. I do not understand that. But yes, there's been speculation that because Daryl Morey was the general manager when Harden was there, uh, he really likes Harden and that they're going to use Ben Simmons to try to get James Harden in the offseason. So, yes, that rumor is out there. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Grant. E-Train, have a good one. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. All right. Let's get to some other phone calls uh, right here on Listen App. Good when you can call. I love taking your calls like Jerry. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm fine, Grant. How are you doing today, sir? Good, Jerry. What can I do for you? I've uh, got a question for you. Why do you think uh, Vivek Ranadive has not come out and said anything about the way his franchise is going about? Because he's extremely uncomfortable speaking in front of people, and he's not good with the media, and he has to be coached on how to handle that and what to say. He's extremely uncomfortable uh, with the media. It's uh, He just doesn't he, – he's, he's not good at it. That's why. Well, Grant, can't he have somebody else 
speak for him just to come out and just say something just just let the city of sacramento know hey yeah. guys we're trying to do something here why why is nothing being said i don't understand that i know i'm with you i mean something needs to be told to the fans uh you know i don't know if it's monty mcnair the gm or I, i'm with you you know i'm with you you know in my opinion even though he's not comfortable speaking to the media he's done it a number of times so he should do it i mean that's his job he is the managing general partner that is his responsibility as owner of the team, in my opinion. You know, Al Davis didn't like speaking to the media, but he would do it occasionally. You know, the has got to do the same thing, and he's got to level with the fans. First thing, in my opinion, he has to take ownership of how bad this franchise is and how pathetic it is. Like, he has to take responsibility because, in my opinion, it's his fault. Grant, always, you know what? Pleasure speaking to you, sir, and uh, wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, Jerry. You take care. Appreciate it. It's a very good question. Very good question. Really enjoyed that. He's spot on about that. Absolutely spot on. All right, let's get to some more phone calls with Muhammad. Hello, Muhammad. Hey, what's up, Grant? How are you, buddy? Hey, just for the uh, last caller, um, the reason Vivek's not speaking is because he has a second year, uh, second year player making all these comments that he needs to instead. <laughs> That's a great. You're talking about Tyrese Halliburton, right? exactly yep. Tyrese is coming out and he's yep. taking all the bullets and he's you know trying to comfort the fan base you know why because Tyrese is a professional and he wants to be a leader and I respect the hell out of Tyrese for trying to take that role in only a second year in the NBA yeah for sure I do too um I just hope that you know this Kings organization doesn't turn it toxic the way uh, I feel like Fox has turned into because Fox had the same energetic spirit yep. in the beginning. And I mean, look what it, we've kind of turned him yep. into. Well, I talk about that on my podcast tomorrow when I play a video from 2018 that De'Aaron Fox did for the Players' Tribune. And it's I'm like, what happened to that? That's gone. You know, it doesn't exist anymore. And, uh, and there, his attitude and his demeanor and I, it's just so sad to see. And I think you use a good word. You use the word toxic. And I think that's a very good word to use. Yeah, it should be an interesting podcast tomorrow to listen to then. Mohammed, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you probably saw it on Twitter. Uh, what do you think about Jim Cosimore uh, calling out all the Kings media members to speak up on what's going on with the Kings? I didn't see that. When I, I missed that. Where was it at? Oh, okay. Last night after the Kings game, he basically uh, started tweeting uh, about basically Kings media members and uh, anybody with a voice to speak up uh, about the Kings organization and what they're basically doing on how they're running this organization. I guess you didn't see it, but he was... You know, I don't follow Coase, but I will look it up. Uh, I, You know, again, I didn't see that. I'm going to look it up right now as we're speaking. So when was this? You said it was after the game last night? Yeah, last night after the game, pretty much he went on a Twitter, uh, Twitter rampage. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, my only thing would be, uh, I mean, it's everything he's saying is valid, but it's hard to for media members to like publicly publicly speak up about those kind of things when they're employed directly or indirectly with the Kings, just like you were previously saying. Just wanted to hear your thoughts, but I guess you know. Well, you know what? First of all, while you're talking, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Since you brought it up, I want to read. Uh, a couple of his tweets, okay? Okay. Because you you brought it up. Because he did. He did. He absolutely 
brought up a lot of things on social media. All right. He said, this is what I'm talking about. It's time. No more on-court losing and no more off-court losing. Start the movement now. Fans deserve better. Let Adam Silver know. Keep tweeting the NBA and have him come to our town and see what it has become. Why save the franchise and let it flounder? Get the commish to Sacramento. All right. Then he says, this made me emotional. Uh, you know, he summoned, gave him some nice words. Thank you for such kind words. Someone has to say it, especially someone who loved and remembers what this town was like. All right. Um, you know what? You're right. I did not see that. Uh, great job by you to bring that up. He said a lot of other things. He goes, it's safe to say, and he's talking about the Monarchs because he was the voice of the Monarchs. It's yeah. safe to say the Monarchs crowds were bigger and more engaged, and that is not ripping Kings fans. They have been pushed away. They are begging to have a reason to support this team. You know what? He's right. I can't even I can't even argue with him there. He's absolutely 100% correct. You know, good job by you. I had not seen any of this. I don't follow codes uh, on Twitter. And so I'm reading all of this. Absolutely. You know, how about okay. that? Saying let Adam Silver know. And there are a lot more that he said. He said, um, uh, then join the movement for change. Tweet Adam Silver. Get your audience to tweet. He needs to come to sack unannounced to see what a mess it is. You have the voice. And then James Ham put Silver dropped by last month and Co said, what were th uh, theoretical questions? Did anyone tell him what had happened? in that town you know i mean and then co says uh thanks this is what i'm talking about how many sellouts have been at the new arena and then he said i hope this resonated with him that a billion dollar franchise has lost its effing fan base and the nba was instrumental in keeping the team in sacramento wow and then he says let's start it or get vivek to start a fans forum that has a seat at the table like the Premier League. I don't hate anyone. I wish I were in the trenches helping, but the fans can speak loudly. And he's right about that. He's 100% correct. The fans can speak loudly. Wow. Yeah. I mean, everything he's saying, I agree with. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure. Is this the right way to go about it? Uh, I don't, I'm, I, I'm not sure on that. That's, that's just my viewpoint. Well, you know what? Yeah, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak for Coase. I'm going to let him yeah. speak for himself, but I'm going to give you my opinion on this, okay? I think it was, and, and first of all, let me be very transparent about this. Coz and I did not get along. Coz and I had issues, okay? And so that's why I don't even follow him on Twitter. But I've always said this about Coz. He is immensely talented. Like his on-camera presence is top shelf his on-camera presence he is very very talented and i would also he might even agree with this but i think he's his own worst enemy okay now i won't even expand on that but what i'm going to say is Coz wanted to get the job that was left vacated by me and when mark jones got the job and we knew he was going to miss 50 percent or thereabout of the games Coz wanted to be the backup and Coz got effed over Coz got screwed by either the kings and or nbc sports california he got absolutely screwed he deserved to be the backup 
once they decided they were going to hire Mark Jones. Coe's got royally screwed over. This is the first time I'm talking about this, by the way. Yeah, I remember you even spoke on this before that you, you, you felt that he should have been next in line. That's correct, and he should have been. First of all, he's very talented, and he's very well-known in Sacramento. And I'm saying this, even though I'm not really a fan of his, as, you know, again, we had our differences, okay? But, I, but, but I'm also man enough to put that aside and say he got royally screwed over. Jim Cozumore should have been announcing the Kings games as either the number one guy or the backup to Mark Jones. The fact that he's no longer even on anything to do with Kings programming is a disgrace. It's an absolute yeah, that's, disgrace. That's by, by, really it's a too. disgrace. One of the things I was shocked about was, I mean, with all the drama that had occurred with uh, everything with you, I, I feel like he got swept under the rug and yes, he uh, did. everybody kind of forgot about him. I mean, and, look at the host on, look at the pre and post game show. It's embarrassing. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. I mean, you're going to tell me that Jim Cozumore shouldn't be, Jim Cozumore should have been doing what Kyle's doing. He sh- when Mark is doing the games, Coz should be the host on the pre and the post. And then when Mark Jones is doing his ESPN stuff, Coz should have been doing the play-by-play. That's a d- horrible decision made by the powers to be that make those decisions. Horrible decision. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. And I never figured out why he was let go. And maybe I missed it, but I never figured out why he was let go. Which time? He's been let go a number of times. Which time are you referring to? Just, recently? Just recently where, oh, uh, I don't know. Is he not working for NBC Sports and NBC Sports Bay Area? I don't know. I, I mean with the Kings organization. Oh, I don't know. I don't think the Kings let him go. He wasn't being paid by the Kings. He was being paid by NBC Sports California. The Kings, he wasn't on the Kings payroll. Got it. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate right, it. Man. It's a really good call right there. It's a really good call. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So maybe that's why Coase is doing that. You know, maybe he's so pissed that this is his way of being hurt again. And I don't blame him. You know, I, I don't blame him. I didn't see any of these tweets. But I don't blame him. You know, he got royally screwed over. Royally screwed over. And you know what? I'm reading all of his tweets right now. I can't disagree with him. Cannot disagree. At all. He's right. You know? So, um, I, I, well, you'll hear my podcast tomorrow, too. I didn't even know Coase did that. Wait to hear my podcast tomorrow. My podcast is along the same lines. You know, so uh, it's bad right now. That's why I did my podcast on it tomorrow. You know, it's bad. It's absolutely bad. Right? Plain and simple. Terrible. All right, if you want to get in on the program, 
We've had some really, really good calls today. Really good calls. You know, I think Coz is still at NBC Sports Bay Area and Bay and NBC Sports California because I'm looking uh, at his avatar, and that's what he says. So, you know. Uh, like, for instance, one person responded to Coz, thanks for carrying Jim. Too bad the team ownership does not. I quit watching and won't go to games anymore. The Kings just got too frustrating. Thank you, Lisa. Your voice speaks volumes. Excuse me, your voice speaks for many lifelong Kings fans. Look at the lack of attendance and viewership. You are making your voice known. Keep it up. He's 100% correct. Absolutely spot on. So I, there's nothing that I can disagree with there. And Mohammed, thank you for bringing that up. You know, because I had, I was totally unaware of that. Good job right there. And again, he's right. You know, I can't, you know, and I'm being very transparent. We didn't get along. We had issues. Um, and I'll say this for Jim, you know, he, he's got a tremendous ego, maybe as big as any ego I've ever been around in the business. And I had a problem with that. I don't like that. But he's talented as all hell. He's really good. He's very talented. Like I, He's very talented. Very talented. Um, and he got screwed over. Are you going to tell me that Kyle Draper is a better commentator than Jim Cosimore? Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, do we even have to have a conversation here? I mean, really? You're telling me that Kyle Draper took Jim Cosimore's job? I mean, are, like, really? Like, you want to talk about injustice? You want to talk about a guy getting screwed over? Wow. That, that you know, I, I don't even, I, I don't know what to say on that one. You know, I really don't. I, I really don't. That'd be like, uh, instead of Joe Burrow starting on the road for Cincinnati on Sunday, you're going to have the quarterback of Sac State be the quarterback for the Bengals. That's what the, that, that, that's the analogy that I'll use. Coase is very talented. Very talented. And, you know, here's the other thing. When you make a decision like that, you're not just screwing over Coase. You're screwing off all, you're screwing over all the fans. Do you know how many complaints I get? Seriously. When the games are on TV, you should see my phone. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. Absolutely amazing. So, but I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't have a dog in the fight anymore. I do have this though, and I will always have this. I'm like Coase. The one thing I will always care about, regardless of where my career goes, regardless of what happens to me, I will always have a special bond with you people. I will always have a special bond with Kings fans and the sports fans of Sacramento. Because we talked every day together for 26 years, every day, every single day, you and I talked and we did it 52 weeks. Well, 48 to 50 weeks out of the year. I used to come in on bad days, good days, the worst of times, the best of times. And we got through it together and we have a bond and all the people that I used to meet before the games and after the games that would stand by my broadcast location and want to take pictures and want to shake my hand and we would chat. I miss that. I miss the bond that we had together. 
And yeah, we got contentious sometimes on the radio, but it was entertainment. It wasn't ever personal. It was just like, that's what we do on the radio or like what I do. That's what I do with my friends. You know, when my friends and I are talking about sports, that's how I am. I'm no different on the radio than I am in real life. You can ask any of my friends. They would tell you the same thing. That's how I talk to my friends. That's my personality. That's who I am. Some people couldn't deal with it. Some people had no problem with it. But that's just who I am. I've always said in this business, you have to be yourself. You can't be somebody else. So I miss that. And Coase feels the same way about the fans as I do. And when you have a radio show in the same market for 26 years, and I'm a firm believer in taking phone calls, and we talk to each other every single day for that long, yeah, I miss that. That's why I love this app. And I love the fact that you can just hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and come on with me, and we can talk whenever we want. And I love that. I absolutely love it. And that's why I want you to help me out here and tell your friends and tell other people, hey, Grant's on, man. You can listen to him every day at 3 o'clock, right on Listen app. He's back. All right? Pass the word around. Pass the word around. Let's get to Alfred. Hey, Al, how are you? I'm good, Grant. Hey, I just had a question for you. I'm just wondering, what would Adam Silver be able to accomplish or, or as far as, you know, Nothing. coming out to see? Because, you know, he's Vivek isn't like, hasn't said anything, you know, to cancel himself. He's been incompetent and, and missing in action, and, and, it, and it's been sad for the organization. I'm not a... Same thing. You can't do anything. Just like you can't do anything to James Dolan in New York, who's a horrible owner, and the Knicks fans yeah. want him gone. It's You can't do anything. He's the managing general partner, and he's got all the power in the world. Now, Adam Silver can talk to him, or yeah. but he can't he, – he, he, there's you know can't really do anything else. I, I, you think he would listen? Who, is, is Randy going to listen to anybody? I mean, what, what do we know about this guy? No, he knows more than everybody else. Uh, he knows more than the coach. <laughs> He know, no, he does. He knows more than the coach. He knows more than the general manager. He knows more than the announcers. He knows more than everybody else. But, I mean, couldn't he? I mean, Silver just, here's the bottom line. The, the numbers, I mean, you come to the arena, maybe see it's half full and they're misrepresenting the attendance because, these, yeah, maybe the tickets are sold, but, the, you know, there's a seat there when you could have someone sitting there. Well, I, you know, again, he was in Sacramento. They were, I was just reading a month ago, and the arena was empty in the game that he was at. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he could, as a commissioner, say, look, man. You can't do anything. You're you're losing a great organization. This is a huge, a great town. Yep. And I've lived here for 30-something years, and I'm not a diehard Kings fan, but I just pull for Well, I'll tell you one thing. If David Stern was still alive and he was still the commissioner, I can 1,000% guarantee you there would be a very stern conversation, no no pun intended, going on uh, between him and Vivek. I can guarantee that. Well, then then, then maybe someone's got to get – on silver and say come on up we need you to well they know and listen and there's another uh gal and i have the utmost respect for her. her name is amy brooks and she's from sacramento and she's very very high up on the ladder in the nba and she's just a phenomenal person and a phenomenal lady and immensely talented 
lifelong Sacramento Kings fan. And I can guarantee it breaks her heart to see what's going on. And she has Adam Silver's ear. So there may be some talks going on behind the scenes. Well, that would be, I would love to see it because I just watch Kings fans are just, he's spoken this. I don't think I've seen a more diehard, passionate yep. uh, fan, sports fan franchise, you know, for a sports team. To, it's it's just been extinguished. It's been extinguished. Yeah. The owner has pushed the fans away from the product. Fans it's don't want to be a part of it anymore. Yeah, the big rally for the team. I, yep. mean, I thought, yep. there's no way the team isn't gone, Nate. But I, know. I can't believe, you know, first off, uh, the guy's bid, I'm, I'm having a brain block here. And who the guy from Seattle, it was the most money ever bid for a franchise. Yep. That Daniel Stern hadn't believed David, in San, yep. Sacramento. I'm sorry, David Stern. <laughs> Daniel Stern, sorry. I mean, they would have been, to, to have him, the community, you and Carmichael Dave stood up and rallied troops and yep. got it and saved the team. It's just unfortunate. But I know. Real quick, I'll leave you. I I got Roethlisberger first ballot. I mean, I, he's put the numbers up. He's the media seems to you know love him as far as he's Big Ben. You know. Yep. And he's been a kind of a he has a bit of. He's been sort of a stand-up guy, but I guess the only thing I guess that would really hurt him is I do see some comments still, you know, about the two rape allegations, but that's all I could think of. He's my he's a first ballot for me. Thanks for the call, Al. You have a good all one, right. man. Be good. Thank you. All right, if you want to get on. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All you have to do is uh, raise your hand and we'll do it. But, yeah, I, you know, again, the commissioner's got a lot of power, but he doesn't have the power to overturn ownership. He doesn't have that kind of power. Now, there are things that can be said behind the scenes, and you can try to coerce somebody, but no. No. Not happening. All right, don't forget tomorrow on my podcast, we get into this a lot more. All right? So my podcast deals with all of this, but a lot more tomorrow so check it out all right if you don't like that with grant napier tomorrow on your favorite uh podcast uh platform fabulous calls today really good calls. starting off with eli and moving right on down the chain excellent excellent calls today excellent questions love it absolutely love it now tomorrow we're going to preview in depth the uh championship games all right Excuse me. We're going to preview the games, and we're going to really get into it tomorrow. I just did an hour show on No Filter Network with Sean Salisbury that I put up on both my YouTube channel and, well, I'll put it up on YouTube in a few minutes. It's on the podcast platform, so you can listen to that because Sean and I uh, break it all down for you, all right? 
We break it all down for you. But tomorrow, we will do a lot more. And again, a big key for San Francisco, Trent Williams for the 49ers on Sunday. All right, we adjourn for today. Make it a good one, everyone. Thanks for joining me right here on Listen Up. Back tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific. So- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.